a good positive vibes greetings to all my beautiful beautiful listeners out there both near and far uh, i'd like to give a shout out to, of love to my family over in the bahamas out in las vegas and los angeles california what you say welcome to my podcast show what you say and you know I always like to give out positive vibes to all my listeners, even before I even got this podcast um, show. But, you know, I, no matter what you may be going through, you know, I, I um, you know, I learn from my from my mistakes um, and I improve, I, I, you know, I improve myself daily. I stay positive even when things aren't going my way. You know, life is about teaching and learning and unlearning and relearning. Always remember that. And, you know, learning um, to do what you love and, and what you're good at. And no matter what it may be, it may seem small to some people, but it's a big deal to, you know, in your, in your eyesight. And that's all that matters, you know. And when God wants you to grow, he makes you uncomfortable in situations, you know, to get you out of those comfort zones so you can grow and and, um, elevate into your into your next journey in life. So yesterday I had started um, to touch base on when I was a high energetic pencil leg little girl, you know, growing up and, you know, my bad eating habits, um, the habits started at like a young age at around 10 or 11 ish. So somewhere around in there. And not because my parents wasn't preparing good meals and controlling what we eat, but I was just a sneaky, quick, and smarter than the little average cub bear. <laughs> I was a young hoarder and unhealthy food bandit. No one knew. Okay. No one knew that was even going on. It was like I had a bottomless stomach pit. I could never get full. And it got worse when our household fell apart. You know, when my parents had split up. And, you know, and my you know, my secret way of nursing the hurt wounds at such a young age, you know, you know, was eating. And, you know, then after not too long after that, my, my weight had beginning to climb, you know, slowly, slowly, but surely. So by the time I was like 15, I was already like 160 pounds, you know? So, you know, with a, a rare skin disease issue that no one in the family could even figure out. You know, I was getting these outbreaks on my on my arms and um, in my groin area. But, you know, we really didn't have a family doctor, even though my mom was an RN nurse. She she was our nurse, our doctor and everything. You know, we went to the to our, you know, our uh, when I was in elementary school, you know, we went to the doctor. We had our doctors and everything. But, you know, as it got older, you know, just wasn't doing too much of the, the doctor thing, no more than our shots and normal uh, routines but you know I would never really tell anybody anything about those outbreaks um, to be honest you know I just kept it a an embarrassing secret to myself you know and you know so it's like home remedies and 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 um, taking care of it was basically what we were um, what we were doing you know so you know, I suffered painfully a, a few times a month. What they were like golf-sized balls on my arms, and like I say, one or two pea-sized ones in my um, groin area. And you know, my mom, you know, she would just 
get over-the-county remedies and and then just seemed to go away but never went to the doctor about it ever um to to be honest it's just like i never never went there it just became a norm for me and i stopped telling my mom about my outbreaks and just dealt with the pain the sores the smell from the infections but as i got older and heavier um the disease got worse and still not knowing a name for the disease then. And by the time I reached my senior year, I was already like 185, 180 to 185 pounds, but still active in sports as a teenager. Um, High school living. I was on the high school track team. (laughs) I guess you say, no no way. Yes way. I was on the high school uh, track and field. I was um, a shot put thrower and a discus thrower. Now I couldn't throw that disc for the, uh, to save my life. Um, my coach would, would just pound in me about um, you know, throwing that discus. I'm like, coach, look bro, I can't throw this disc and I'm going to put everybody out and knock everybody out. That thing wouldn't go no farther than, than you know, than uh, 10 feet at the most, you know, I just was not good at it, but he was just trying to instill in me and trying to get me to believe that, you know, I could be the perfect discus thrower, but that wasn't a passion that I had. I was more into the shot put and I was good at it. I had made it to state three years in a row and I was, um, like I said, I was really good at, good at what I had um, did. And I didn't do any running. I um, I wasn't a runner, though I proved to um, the team, the track team, that I, I I could run. You know, so you know, lo and behold, we were at <laughs> we were at a track meet. I'll never forget this. This is just like it was yesterday, and it was the 440 relay team, and um, one of the, the well, actually the third leg, the female, she had sprung her ankle. So there was no one else that could run that leg because they were in more um, events apart from me. I was only in two and other runners and stuff. They were in numerous of, of um, events. So the coach said, you know, you don't have to like, you know, do anything fancy. We just need to place. Can you run it? So now everybody on the team, they're laughing like, oh, ha, ha, ha. she going to run. She can't run. So coach, why are you putting her in? So I was so embarrassed and, you know, and put to shame and I was like crying on the inside and I'm like, I'm going to prove to these people that the weight is not going to hold me back. I'm going to run with all my might. So they put me on the third leg, no track shoes. I ain't have nail track shoe. I had on my kegs, my white kegs, <laughs> you know, and, um, so I went to run the third leg and I was running all my might like I stole something. And, um, Lord behold, by the time I gave the, the baton to the, to the, um, uh, the anchor, the fourth person to take us on in, believe it or not, I had the, the, the second best time on our team and everybody was cheering me and say, wow, we didn't know you had that in you. I'm like, yeah, you know, never underestimate me. And it was like, wow, you're pretty good. And the coach was like, you, you, you want to train for, you know, any, any sprinting and run? I said, nope, I just wanted to prove to you that, you know, I can do it. I can do it. I could do whatever um, that my mind sets out to do. I can do it. So anyway, I never looked at running no more at all. I just concentrated on the shot put and unfortunately in the disc throwing. 
but like I said, that never worked out <laughs> for me. But, um, but anyway, I was in ROTC, and um, so I was, uh, you know, pretty active. I did ROTC for like three years in a row. So being 180 pounds, that did not stop my teenage groove, and nor the painful outbreaks um, I was having. You know, I used to get picked at, picked on, laughed at, mocked. Seen, I just seemed like I could be a target to get into a fight and, you know, and just being called fat and ugly, you know, and that really bothered me on the inside, but I kept smiling on the outside. And I had my few friends that were, you know, my friends. My sister was mainly my best friend in high school and we did a lot of things together. And um, so I always leaned on her for a lot of things, but I had one or two good friends that I can, you know, say that they were good friends outside of um, school, but they used to pick on me so much and just laugh and mock at me and everything, but I had gained popularity by being a um, a, a little football manager, a little water girl uh, for the high school for um, actually three years, and I got a, a letter in it and everything, and um, but became like an upperclassman, especially when I was a freshman. So I tried to stay active and, you know, despite of, of any of the weight, but, um, you know, I turned more to food, the more I got picked on and more food and everything was so unhealthy. And, you know, and I had my own little pocket change from chores around the house or um, part-time little jobs after school. You know, I could buy whatever unhealthy, greasy, salty foods because it seemed to make me feel so much better and not knowing that it was destroying me on the inside. But my weight and no name skin disease was getting worse. And I'm going to let you know what the rare skin disease is later on because that's actually when I found out a name for the disease. But now in this in the, my young uh, young adulthood hood, there was no name there was no name for it it was just i was just having some outbreaks and it became a normal for me you know even when i was um an adult before i had my daughter it was just a norm for me i was accustomed to having um four or five outbreaks um a month and I would, my arm would be like it's in an imaginary sling, you know, because I can't lift it up. I can't put it down. It was sore. It was swollen. Could barely get in and out of my clothes. I don't wish that pain on no one, no one at all, you know. So it was just like, you know, with, with that being the normal for me, I just went on about my business, went on to um, about my life and not even thinking about my health wise and, you know, by by the by day, it seems like when I reached out to um, reach to adulthood, man, I was around like 200, definitely over 200 pounds, and that's when I moved to Miami, and I started a whole different level of uneaten habits, Unhe unhealthy living, and unhealthy company, and that I will touch base on my next um, what you say podcast show, but you know, I just when I got down there and, you know, I found my place and everything, I was like, had a barbecue rib joint right up the street from me. And let me tell you something, I ate at that place twice a week. And the greasier the bag was, it seemed like the, 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 the better that barbecue was. And not only did I get a rib, a rib sandwich, and they gave you like at least about six or seven bones. So when I say bones, that means they was real meaty, okay? And I would get like, um, 
uh, a large bread pudding. And then I, you know, I would, I would get like a little side order of the macaroni cheese and then, you know, a tall iced tea. And this was something I would go back home, put my feet up and eat and just be so happy, you know, and it just seems like life was just so good for me. But on the flip side, I was getting even heavier now, you know, and I was getting heavier and just more unhealthy, unhealthy company the environment and everything. So like I say, I will touch base on that later on um, in another um, podcast show. But so remember, just remember to continue doing the actions that reap successful results for you and the people around you. I mentioned that earlier in um, at the beginning of my of the show, you know, and I, I thank God for um, for this opportunity to reach out to to other people and um, you know I want everybody to to re- remember to distance yourself from negativity be the sunshine that everybody needs okay you know um, my knowledge and experience are gifts to share with others and today's accomplishments were yesterday's in impossibilities so you know this is something new for me you know um, I apologize if I stumble a little bit Um, I have a little pause in here there but I'm just learning the groove so it's everything is gonna come naturally and I'm going to ace this and I just want you to be patient with me. So, you know, I said, I always remind myself, you know, I say, if I train my mind to be calm in any situation, um, you know, I can have a tremendous advantage and tip and advice about life and people don't even do them like they do you just disappear and do better. That's the best revenge. And, you know, and I've been, like I say, when I was talked about, um, slapped in the face, want to be mocked at call names and everything, even going into adulthood, you know, it was just seems like, you know, I was like a target. You know, and it was just like, are you serious? You know, what is going on here? You know, but I thank God for life, you know, live life to the fullest and focus on the positive. And once you replace the negative thoughts with positive ones, you'll start having positive results. Keep your face to the sunshine and you cannot see a shadow. Make every day a beautiful, positive masterpiece. Okay. I want to leave you um, with, with that. And, you know, if you have any um, questions or uh, and need some answers to something, you know, just let me know. Um, last year, I became a certified life coach and I have been using that tool um, tremendously with um, people outside of definitely my family. You know, people have reached out to me and I also became a certified uh, public speaker, motivational speaker. So I would like to, you know, hopefully one day get out there on somebody's um, um, platform and, you know, and share a lot of great things um, to the people around the world, not just here locally. And I know that God is going to give me that opportunity to do just that. So until next time, remember, remember to remain encouraged in all you set to do and be mindful of what you eat how much you eat, and when you eat it. And remember, knowledge is power, and information is the key. Never forget that, okay? Never forget that. So 
I am Robin Russell, your Inspired Survivor of Life podcast host of What You Say. Have an absolutely blessed, positive, productive, vibe, safe, and healthy day. Until next time, one love.